2000, 2008, 2023, it is always the same. People full of hubris and greed take stupid risks and fail. Money is then printed because it works so well. Hi everyone, JJ here with The Art of Value. Welcome. Well, today we're going to have a look at the famous investor Michael Burry's prediction tweets, the predictions he's made over the past year or so. Was he right or was he wrong? How did he do? Let's have a look. Long thought that the time for gold would be when crypto scandals merge into contagion. And that's the middle of November 2022. And that, of course, is around the time that the FTX scandal started. A Coindesk article raised concerns about the close ties between FTX and Alameda Research. And then the kind of rest is history. We've seen it play out. And so Barry was concerned about this. If we look at the gold price since then, we can see that gold is up 15.36% from about that time that he was tweeting about it, which is a fairly good gain for the year. And it's near all-time highs it has been but probably not as much as he is implying but he was right about it you could say because it has spent the year going up and we can see here that recently it hit all-time high in the first of december this year so it's had a pretty good run since he was tweeting about that so we could say that he was sort of right about that but if we look at bitcoin since he tweeted or posted about that on x we can see that it's up 155% since then. So it hasn't exactly crashed since then. Since the scandal, there was impact on the crypto markets because of that scandal, but really it hasn't affected it too much. It's been volatile as usual, but generally this year it's had a very good run just like the stock market has. Barry was talking about crypto before this though. During late 2020 and 2021, he was tweeting about how it was a bubble and it did go down 75% since November the 12th, 2021, pretty much the peak to the end of December 2022. So he was correct about that, but it did go up after that, recovered after that it has during this year. And Barry turned to the economy at the end of November, November 30th, 2022. Just over a year ago, he said, what strategy will pull us out of this real recession? What forces would pull us so? There are none. So we are really looking at an extended multi-year recession. Who is predicting this? There are none. So we can say that there really hasn't been a recession. He talks about a real recession, which is maybe different to a technical recession. Maybe he's talking about people in the real economy out there, Main Street, so to speak. And people have been saying the economy's bad. We're talking about a soft landing now here at the end of 2023. And last week, the Fed has spoken about possibly lowering rates during 2024 at some point and that made the stock market immediately jump but Barry here back then thinks it's going to be a multi-year recession it kind of remains to be seen whether he's wrong or right about this prediction could say that it still could happen next year there could be a surprise we think back to the global financial crisis the Fed was actually pretty optimistic about the economy before that hit and then it really hit so the jury's out about whether this was wrong but at the moment he's wrong but we have to wait those multi-years to see but so far he hasn't really been correct about there being a severe recession or an extended recession on the 4th of december 2022 he said this as for me i like hong kong here we can see some of his stock activity for q4 2022 during that time and we can see here that he actually bought alibaba and jd so two companies in china is that what he meant by liking Hong Kong or liking China? He might have been buying things elsewhere, certainly options and so forth, 
or on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. We don't know that. We can't see that here. We can see here that he was buying those big e-commerce companies in China at that time when he said he liked Hong Kong. They haven't been doing so well. Both of those companies down since then. Here we see JD and Alibaba since he tweeted that is down 18%. He is a bit of a trader these days, so he doesn't necessarily just buy and hold for this long term. He's been buying and selling quite a lot of stocks during this period, as we'll see as we go along from some of his activity. Now, if you're getting value out of this episode so far, I'd really appreciate it if you hit that like button. If you're watching on YouTube or on X or on Rumble or on Patreon to help the algorithms to spread it to more people, because that's what we want. Thanks. Now in mid-December, not quite into 2023 yet, he said early 2002 investors were asking me why I wasn't buying WorldCom. Feels like that now. So again, he's warning of a possible crash. WorldCom was once a major telecommunications company listed on the NASDAQ under the ticker symbol WCOM. They reached significant heights during the dot-com bubble, even briefly becoming the second largest company in the United States by market capitalization. However, in 2002, when Burry is talking about a massive accounting scandal was uncovered, revealing that the company had been overstating its earning for years. This fraud was at the time the largest accounting scandal in American history. The scandal led to WorldCom's filing for bankruptcy in 2002. So Burry implies here that there's a real problem. He's sort of sensing that there's something wrong. He's implying there's trouble ahead here at the time that he tweeted this. We can see the Nasdaq index here during that time it's a long time ago but it dropped a further 38 percent during 2002 after the initial bubble burst the nasdaq went down for a long time it kept going down we can see here since the beginning of 2002 there it still went down nearly 40 percent even though the bubble had mostly burst since then it still kept going down for a long time however if we look at the nasdaq index in the last year we can see that it's up 41 percent so burry was definitely wrong since he tweeted that so was he just early or was he wrong about that this is part of the problem about predictions predicting the short term or the macro it's very difficult and even someone like burry even though he got it right during the global financial crisis before that and he invested and bet on the housing market crashing and it worked but he seems to be making quite a few predictions here still going that have not proven to be correct at least not yet maybe the next year things will play out and he says i was early but i was right as happened during the global financial crisis he was early but he was right could he still be right we don't know we're just going to have to wait and see but so far the nasdaq index after he said that, has had a very good year after not a great year last year. Into 2023 now, the beginning of the year on January the 2nd, Barry said inflation peaked, but it is not the last peak of this cycle. We are likely to see CPI lower, possibly negative in the second half of 2023, and the US in recession by any definition. Fed will cut and government will stimulate, and we will have another inflation spike. It's not hard. Well, let's see. This is a prediction by him. Another prediction which really hasn't proven correct so far. If we just unpack this a little bit, he said inflation has peaked. Well, that's true. Inflation has been going down, but it is not the last peak of the cycle. So he's saying it will go up again. He thinks it will go up again, which hasn't proven to be the case just yet. Maybe we're not there yet, but so far he's being wrong. Is he early or just wrong? We are likely to see CPI lower, which that has been the case. The last reading was about 4.1%, I think. So it's been going down. 
possibly negative in second half of 2023 and the US in recession by any definition. Well, by any definition, it's that is not the case. Talking about a soft landing, as I said, a soft landing into 2024. That remains to be seen. Is he early or is he wrong? Fed will cut and the government will stimulate. And that remains to be seen. It's quite possible. The Fed has actually come out last week and said that they can see a time when they will be cutting interest rates and the market really responded to that. The government will stimulate. It's That remains to be seen. Go into recession, that could happen. as an election year. I'm sure he's thinking about that too, leading into the election where the government will want the economy to be good. They'll stimulate, keep people happy if the economy doesn't look good. And we will have another inflation spike. It's not hard. Well, that remains to be seen. But at the moment, he's not right. It's really hard to predict some say foolish to predict. So perhaps that's why Barry deleted his Twitter or X because he knew that he was wrong and he just was too tempted to use it and make predictions that quite a few of them really haven't come true yet. They still could and he could come back on and say, I told you so, but so far his predictions haven't really come true and some of the ones that have sort of been mild to say the least, not strongly right so far. And here again on the 23rd of January at the beginning of the year, he said maybe putting a graph up going back to 2001 again, 2002 period saying that there's a plateau or it's gone up and it'll go down again. He's definitely implying that there's kind of a rally followed by another leg down, which did not happen. And we can see here the NASDAQ index, which is the index during the dot-com bubble, which went down the most, which he was pointing to, implying that it was similar to the dot-com bubble. But we can see here since the 20th of January till now, or when I'm recording this video, it's nearly up 34% that index, so it's had a very good year, so he was definitely wrong about that. Again, trying to predict the short term, I mean, he didn't say the time period, but he's implying that it was about to go down, and it really did not. So another prediction that has not been right so far. Perhaps in 2024, if it took a dive from the beginning of the year and went down, he'd come back and say, I told you so, but at the moment either early or wrong. And then he comes in on the 31st of January and says sell, implying that this was the time to sell. And this is a bold prediction, just coming in and saying sell. He seems very certain about that. But then if we look at the S&P 500, since he said that, it's up 24% over this year. And you can see when he said that, it did go down somewhat since then. So he could say I was correct about that, but it was a fairly small dip considering over the whole year it went up quite a lot. So again, we could say that he's wrong and he does have something to say about that later. Now, if you're getting value out of these free episodes that I make, you might like to join the Art of Value Patreon community just for the price of a cup of coffee each month. I'll be providing exclusive videos, ad-free videos about the stocks I own, the stocks that I'm researching, my comments on the stock market, and much more. I will leave a link in the description to that and hopefully see you over there. Again, he says this time is different, which is said to be the four most dangerous words in investing. Looking back to that period again in 2001, 2002, where it went up, it rallied, and then it went down. But as we just saw, he hasn't been correct about that so far. We look at the NASDAQ index since the 8th of February 2023 until now. It's up 25%, so it's had a very good year. By all accounts, that is a good year. There's no kind of ambiguity about that. It did go down again, like the S&P 500 a little bit. 
but it spiked all year. It's had a very good year after a bad year in 2022. And here in early March, he says it's possible today we found our Enron. Of course, it's sort of a distant memory at the moment, but we had the banking crisis, Silicon Valley Bank and other regional banks at the time. And this is what he was pointing to. Again, I think he's kind of looking for ways that it could impact the market really negatively. And it did at back then, Silicon Valley Bank went under. And here we have an explanation about that in case you forget about it. It wasn't that long ago. The Silicon Valley Bank collapsed on the 10th of March. So that is just around where Burry was tweeting this. This event marked the largest bank failure in the United States since 2008 financial crisis and the third largest ever. It was triggered by a bank run where customers rushed to withdraw their funds amidst concerns about the bank's solvency. So Burry was definitely involved in 2008. He went through that. He saw what was happening there. It did involve the banks, and he was right about that. And he could see a crisis happening here that could have spread, could have been contagious, and that was the worry at the time. It was a big worry, which is kind of a distant memory at the end of the year after what happened there. The Fed stepped in, but Barry saying that we might have found out Enron implies that it was going to be a massive event because Enron was huge. It was a, a big company that collapsed. Silicon Valley Bank was significant. And in hindsight now, it wasn't such a big deal. It did spread to other regional banks and some got into trouble, but really it didn't turn into a banking crisis. And at the time, Warren Buffett said he thought the banks were not in such a bad position as they were in 2008, and he thought that the banks would be fine. And that's proven to be correct. And here, Barry again with another dire prediction, really, an implication. He says, 2000, 2008, 2023, it is always the same. People full of hubris and greed take stupid risks and fail. Money is then printed because it works so well. This is back on the 12th of March, 2023. So this is during the banking crisis. So it's really implying that he thinks that it will escalate from there and it really didn't go too far. And let's have a look and see what's happened after that or around that time. So we can see here the S&P 500 since March the 10th is up 22.76. And it kind of just went up since then. It wasn't really a crisis for the market at all. Although some sectors, the banks, there was certainly worry about that. But overall, it did not turn into a big contagious crisis like he was seeming to imply back then, comparing it to times before where it really did affect the market. Didn't really affect it that much here, as we can see. And the NASDAQ as well. Of course, Silicon Valley Bank was heavily involved in the tech community in Silicon Valley, named after Silicon Valley, and that was part of it, the name of the bank. Now, the NASDAQ index since then is up nearly 34%, so a pretty good year, really. Didn't really hurt it at all, even though there were some tech companies that got into trouble, of course, at the time, Peter Thiel was blamed partly for the crisis for saying to his companies, his founders of companies that he's invested in to take your money out of Silicon Valley Bank. That did contribute to the run because it spread like wildfire on social media and there was a bank run there. But really, if you look at the Nasdaq index since then, it's had a very good year despite that happening earlier on in the year. And despite Barry saying that, really, this prediction again not really working out. But then Barry also says the crisis could resolve very quickly. I'm not seeing true danger here. Now, there was conjecture on X on Twitter about this. Was this just a joke or not? There was a poll here. Is he being serious? And the yes votes was 50%. So people pretty much evenly split there about whether he's being serious about that. His tweets are pretty cryptic. So sometimes we don't actually know what he means. 
but I think he probably was serious about this. Perhaps so he changed his mind there. And a little bit later, Barry posts this. He says, in October 1907, Knickerbocker Trust failed due to risky bets, sparking a panic. Two others soon failed and it spread. When a run began on a healthy trust, JP Morgan made a stand. Three weeks later, the panic resolved and markets bottomed. A stand was made this past weekend. He seems to be saying that there isn't contagion, that it's been saved and everything will be okay. So he was serious about it not being so much of a problem as he initially thought it might be. And here on the 30th of March, he says, I was wrong to say sell, admitting that when he did come in and say sell at that time, predicting some downward direction in the market or in stocks it did not happen the way he thought it and he came back and said I was wrong which wasn't much time later so he did stop tweeting soon after this so I'm wondering if he thought that he'd made predictions that didn't turn out to be correct and maybe he was being too loose with his with his tweeting and making too many bad predictions so he just deleted the account not to be tempted to make these predictions that someone like Warren Buffett says that it's foolish to do he seemed to have a lot of confidence in his predictions that a lot of them, we have to say, haven't really come true or he's been too early. As happened in the global financial crisis, we had to wait. We've all seen that movie, The Big Short. He was early and he lost some money on waiting for it to happen and then it did finally happen and he won big. Could he be early again? The old saying is that being early is the same as being wrong. Now, if we see in Q1 when that banking crisis hit, he was actually buying some of those banks that went down. He saw some value there, deep value investor. Here we can see some of the financials that he was buying during that first quarter, probably near the end of it, seeing the banking crisis hit in earlier on in March, and this went to the end of March. We can see that he bought New York Community Bank Corp. He bought Capital One Financial he bought Wells Fargo, he bought Western Alliance Bank Corp, he bought Pac West Bank Corp, First Republic Bank. So he really did buy a number of financial institutions there at the time. He's been quite a trader these days and in Q2 he sold some of those. He sold First Republic Bank 100%, Pac West Bank sold 100%, Western Alliance Bank Corp 100%, Wells Fargo Capital Ones, and New York Community Bank Corp. He went in and bought probably at the end of that last quarter, and in the next quarter sold out of them. So just really holding them for a short time. He was definitely trying to take the opportunity of deep value there while they were in a severe downturn, fear of contagion about these banks. He got in there and bought some and then sold out again. And then Q2, these are his buys. So all that talk about terrible things that are coming, he actually was buying quite a lot of stocks in Q2, maybe changing his mind. Or after he deleted his Twitter account, he wasn't actually thinking that it was so dire and the market was going to crash. Obviously, he wouldn't have bought all these stocks. And then this near the end of his account, at the end of his tweeting so far, he hasn't really tweeted since early in 2023. Be really interesting to know what he thinks now. No doubt he'll come back at some point. He's definitely not shut down the whole account at all. It's still there. He just hasn't tweeted. He says, going back to the 1920s, there has been no buy the effing dip generation like you. Congratulations. And there's a graph there about people have been buying the dip. And we don't know if this is sarcastic here or not. It seems like it. In 2022, we had a bear market, which wasn't turned out not to be too serious. And Barry's predicting that it was going to get a lot worse and it hasn't yet. So is Barry early or is he wrong it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in 2024 whether he comes back to tweet and whether the market takes a dive i'd say if the market does take a major dive he'll come back onto twitter and say i told you so it's happening now 
Now, having been through Michael Burry's prediction tweets for the last year or so, we can see how impossible it is to predict, consistently predict the stock market over the short or even medium term. Warren Buffett does warn against predicting, saying how silly it is to invest based on your predictions because people can't do it consistently. So what do you think? Do you think Michael Burry will eventually be right? Is he just early this time about those predictions or is he wrong? Let me know in the comments. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to put a link here to a previous episode about Michael Burry's investing and I'll put it in the description for everyone else as well. Go and see that if you haven't already. And here I'm going to put a video of what YouTube thinks that you in particular should watch next. So go and see either of those. And thanks for watching or listening everyone and I'll see you in the next one.